Ari. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Chronically Iconic, where we talk about chronic illness and literally everything else. Okay, Haley, what's your number? It's like a seven today. Oh, seven. Like, a seven, would you say like a seven is like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain, but not, oh my gosh, kill me yet. (laughs) It's like where I start to want to start taking pain medicine and like sleep and I think an eight is when I start to be like okay knock me out with drugs oh yeah (laughs) me too a seven I can still go out okay but I go out while taking pain medicine that I can drive with (laughs) (laughs) so okay okay let's say it like this so a seven you can still drive yeah Okay, can you drive at an 8? If I have to. If you if have I, to. Like, emergency? Yeah. Like, if I have to go to the doctor, but most of the okay. time I'm like, hey, mom, take yeah. me to the doctor, please. Yeah, thanks, mom, for taking me to all my doctor appointments. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so I'm probably at... I have to hiccup. I don't want to, like, be twins. <clears throat> oh. We can be sevens together. I'm a seven. Wow. Yeah. I can drive at a seven. I can't drive at an eight, though, even with, like, medication. I'm not driving. But, um, honestly, like, if somebody offers to drive me somewhere, you bet I'm, like, or I make my sister drive me, because driving, like, causes pain, for me, at least. We are two different people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so today we're talking about the year 2020. That was a year. Can I say a bad word? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Insert cuss word of choice. That was what 2020 was. <laughs> it was a wreck. It was a mess. A total wreck. Before it was a lot. we start talking about 2020, I really want to acknowledge the people who lost people Mm -hmm. to COVID. I want to acknowledge the families who have someone who may be in the hospital now currently fighting COVID. Also want to touch on the rise of domestic violence Mm -hmm. because I know that that was as well as just violence in general. Mm -hmm. Um, COVID really caused a lot of that the loss of jobs um so many people were hurt by the year 2020 and I don't ever want to just like fly past what happened and the reality of how awful COVID was and has been and is is still I mean it's still vibing (laughs) yeah so I just wanted to touch on those um and the importance of Getting your vaccine and loving your neighbor as yourself. Well, you said the word first. Vaccines. Oh, I'll say it. Let's chat about that first. (laughs) Okay. So, personally, I am vaccinated. I am also vaccinated. And I was... I'm in the 1%. You're in the 1% too, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, like, (laughs) if we got COVID, we would most likely die. Oh, Probably, I don't know. Well, people figure, with, like, yeah. immune diseases. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was never told, so yeah, probably. 
Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you. Look, oh my you're gosh, probably, my voice. You're probably in the one percent, Haley. I probably am in the one percent. I didn't look it up because I have anxiety, and yes. if I look that up, yep. I will continue to spiral. Yes. So, I didn't look that up. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. So I actually got my vaccine really early on. Um, my dad is also in the one percent. He has PLS. So, got the shot. It wasn't bad for me. I didn't have any reactions. Did you have any reactions? I did. But do tell. we don't know if it was due to the vaccine or if it was just because I'm sick. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I got the vaccine, but it wasn't until like five days later that um, I was in nine out of ten pain for a month Mm. so I asked a um pharmacist and they said that if you have any reactions it would only happen 48 hours or 48 to 72 hours after the vaccine Mm -hmm. might happen five days after so I don't really think it was due to the vaccine I think it was just a lot of everything Mm -hmm. you know but I did get sick after um, and I also had like a fever and chills and stuff after my second dose. Okay, so the um, first one you didn't, the second one you did get. My my first one was more like autoimmune flare. Okay, do you think the vaccine for your body, like maybe it triggered? It might have. I, the pharmacist said no and then my doctor said yes. So <laughs> it's like, what who do I listen to, you know? What do you think? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I had to do it again, I would. Yeah. I would rather flare than get COVID again. Yeah. So you did have COVID. I had COVID, Okay, yeah. let's chat about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you had COVID. I did. On a scale of 1 to 10, what was it like? So for me, um, I, I've never had the flu, but... Um, if I did, I feel like it was worse than the flu. Was um, it worse than a flare for you? It was like I was in a flare, and then I was very sick. Um, I didn't get out of bed for two weeks. Um, so you were bedridden? Basically. I mean, I went to the bathroom. Well, yeah. And then I got food, but other than that, I literally laid in bed for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of, I mean... It was weird because my fever would go from, like, 103 to, like, 99, which is what everybody says happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I did test negative, but everybody in my house tested positive, and I also lost my taste and smell. So, okay. um, they're like, you have it. Just, yeah. You have it. Um, so, I, yeah, I had a fever. Lost my taste and smell. Um, I had nerve pain just because that's what my body does when I'm sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't get out of bed. But um, it. most of my mom and my sisters um, recovered within two weeks. Mm-hmm. My dad got um, COVID pneumonia, so it took him mm-hmm. longer. But for was me... Was he hospitalized? He was not... No, he wasn't. Um, He just got the infusion, and so um, it took him longer to get the vaccine just because of the, I don't know, you can't get the vaccine um, 
Well, he had pneumonia. After you, well, because after you get the infusion, you have to wait longer. I don't, um, I'm not scientific or whatever. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Um, but he got really sick. But, excuse me, um, I think for me, it took me about a month to recover. Hmm. That's miserable. But yeah. So get your vaccine, everyone. <laughs> yes. And um, wear your mask. Here's my thing, though. I did get the vaccine. My whole family got it. I didn't get sick, and I didn't flare, which I think was so strange. It was really strange to me because I flare so easily. Anything can trigger a flare. Mm-hmm. And then I get sick all the time, mm-hmm. like whatever little colds running around, I always get it. So, I mean, like, I was really surprised that I didn't have any reactions to it. My mom... She was, like, in bed for a couple of days, mm-hmm. just feeling, like, exhausted and achy. Um, but it was nothing serious, so. But, yeah, that's how it affected us. Not very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, are, would you, what would you say to people who are not vaccinated yet or who may, like, say that there's no need to get vaccinated or they just don't believe in getting vaccinated um coming from a disabled woman i would just ask you um please get vaccinated <laughs> this is coming just from someone who has been sick for a really long time mm-hmm. um we can get sick from a cold but we can also get sick from covid just like y'all but um, I mean, you can, let me rephrase this. Um, I know, I understand that it can be scary, um, not knowing what's in, I mean, we do know what's in the vaccine, so, yeah, but if we get COVID, um, it's life, life threatening, mm-hmm. um, and it's really scary um, going out, and even if we're vaccinated, we're both vaccinated, um, there's still a chance for us to get COVID and wearing our mask, and mm-hmm. we've taken all the precautions that we can, and um, we need everyone else to protect and love your neighbor as yourself. I've been saying, like, Please get vaccinated for those of us who can't fight, mm-hmm. for those of us who can't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I have a little sister. It took her a little while until she get she could get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are so many people who are disabled or who have um, health issues that are legitimately unable to get the mm-hmm. vaccine at all. But then these are the people most likely to die from it. Exactly. So if you're like a healthy 21-year-old, like... Who's just not getting it because you don't want to, that's selfish. I agree. And I'm just going to say it flat out. It's very selfish. And um, if, if you have medical reasons where you cannot get the vaccine, you're valid. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, I mean absolutely you know but I just feel like if you're healthy you're young you you owe it I mean I don't want to be like 
I, I don't want to be rude or mean about it, but I feel like if you're young and able and healthy, I feel like you owe it to those who aren't to protect us. Like, it's not, it's not a simple thing of, well, even though you're disabled, you're young. Like, no, we're disabled and likely to die from something that's going around that you could help prevent. Um, and on that topic, please wear a mask. <laughs> please wear a mask. Seriously, um, the United States is one of the only countries that doesn't wear a mask culturally mm-hmm. when we're ill, like, with a cold. Yeah. Like, most countries wear masks when they have a science infection. And or... it's just out of respect for their fellow human beings. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not... It's not a, um, like, you have to wear a mask because you live here. It's a, please wear a mask out of respect for those who may get sick and die from mm-hmm. what's going around. And it's a piece of cloth. <laughs> and I get so hyped about this. For, no one is, excuse me, <laughs> there's a bubble in my throat. No one is taking your rights away for asking you to put a piece of cloth over your face mm-hmm. to protect your community. Um, I think it's a thing of respect. It's not. It is a thing of yeah. It's not. Well, you're gonna save everybody by wearing a mask. It's not. You know, masked people are better than unmasked people. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just respect for others. It's not. I just. I'm going to start getting really upset about it if I keep going. But, like, you know, it's just respect and decency. Mm -hmm. And you have a small part in this because you live on this earth. And Mm -hmm. you live in proximity to others. And this is just part of being human. It's not... And can I just say, small tangent, um, I have to wear... Because I have sleep apnea, I have to wear a machine at night that wraps around my head and covers my nose and my mouth, okay? So picture that. And then I also have to wear an arm brace because of my muscle situation. This arm brace, if I wear it for a certain amount of time, takes away some of the pain so that my muscles can rest. It's complicated, (laughs) but I mean, and then I have a weighted blanket because my anxiety is so bad. And then I have medications that I take at night that make you feel all kinds of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also sleep with a night guard because <laughs> I clench my teeth all the time out of stress and because I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. So if I can sleep with all of this, I think you can wear a piece of cloth for five minutes when you go into the Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about masks? I could rant, but yeah. I just think asking you kindly I would really appreciate it and I think the rest of the world would really appreciate it because we're all trying to fight this together Mm -hmm. and no one is trying to take your rights away why is my foot purple you have bad circulation (laughs) I do have bad circulation we're sitting on a couch and her foot's purple (laughs) because her legs are crossed (laughs) oh but I know, jeez, I know that we would appreciate it dearly. Think about the babies. Think about the For infants. Real. Think about all of the COVID babies who have not lived a life without Ooh. masks. Yeah. Can we just keep this going? 
Can masks become socially accepted? Not because I want to make people suffer, but because it protects the people who are most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Okay. Um, let's touch on social distancing. I love social distancing. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Me too. This is the best thing that ever happened to us. So, so, okay. Let's talk about social distancing before 2020. Okay. It's a loud hiccup. I'm sorry. <laughs> Social distancing before 2020. Hit it. Um, really wasn't a thing. Yeah. At all. Unless you were in the hospital. But that really wasn't a thing either. I mean, I like the circles on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I like people not being super close to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm an introvert and I don't like people people that I don't know like in the grocery store I don't want you to be all up in my space I have like a bubble Mm -hmm. so I appreciate it and especially during the pandemic Mm -hmm. I want to be conscious about six feet or at least keeping space between people and especially with people not wearing masks, mm-hmm. like, keep your distance. But I'm going to protect you with my mask. I think I I like the social distance because I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> I like people. I just want to keep, you know, especially right now, keep my distance. And then yeah. even before, like I said, I would catch a cold mm-hmm. from going in the grocery store so I think it's nice to know now side note when we get a cold like I think the average person what two weeks for uh, for me it's like one to two months to get over just want to throw that out there wear your mask (laughs) but um okay so social distancing I feel like I've always social distance because I don't like to stand close to people and I don't really like people and I just want to do my own thing and be in my space and I don't need you like right behind me like coughing in my space Ugh. I think that's like when I maybe used to that come... is that a personality thing though yeah okay well I mean it's not a bad thing when I used to walk with my cane and like when I do and, like, people are too close to me, I will, like, put it behind <laughs> me and be, like, bag up. Well, I won't say that, she but just, like, with her cane. I'll just, like, <laughs> step to where, like, it's, like, behind me and yeah. people don't get close to me, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I kind of, like... Can't that be, like, a safety hazard, like, if you're using a, mo- a, mobi- a mobility? Yeah. yeah, and, like, people are too close to you? Yeah, I think so. Like, my dad uses a walker, mm-hmm. and if you don't give him space, or, like, you're too close, it can, like, really throw him off, and you can fall and really hurt mm-hmm. yourself, so, but social distancing, I think I've been doing my whole life because of my personality, because I don't <laughs> like people, <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't like to be touched, I'm not a hugger, so. I know, it makes me sad. <laughs> Haley's a hugger. I am a hugger. I don't know, I think... I really appreciate social distancing, but Mm -hmm. it's hard um, to do when 
around people that I enjoy being around, but it's not hard to do in the grocery store. Yeah. I just avoid crowds if I can. Just think about all the germs and bouncing back and forth from person to person. (laughs) That's what they do. (laughs) (coughs) Okay. Well, this kind of segues into um, being in isolation. Oh, Being homebound. So, we're looking at each other like, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? My 2020 was Here's Here's my thing. Okay. Everybody is was experiencing what isolation feels like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so being isolated for us is normal. This is our daily life, being isolated, mm-hmm. um, especially during a flare. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I would have flares. I think one point I like didn't leave the house for two months at one point because... I was in, I was so sick and um you can't I couldn't risk getting a cold. Yeah. I couldn't risk like catching strep throat. Yeah. Can it cuz it it can harm someone whose immune system doesn't work well to begin with. It can destroy it, mm-hmm. you know? Um so isolating from when okay, when the world started to isolate, right? Um, and the stay at home bans began. Mm-hmm. I was like, people are gonna know for the first time what it's like to not have friends and to not be able to just go get to see people, mm-hmm. to not be able to just, oh, let me run to the store. Oh, hey, let's go get ice cream or go to the movies. Those are not things that we get to do. Mm-hmm. If we do get to do them, we are still in pain doing them. Mm-hmm. And I was really, in a, in a strange way, grateful that people got to experience just a little bit of what having chronic illness is like because yeah. it's so, so lonely. It is. And I think the only way that healthy people could have ever experienced it was isolation. What are your thoughts? I agree. I so Ari and I kind of lived different twenty twenties. We did. I isolated from March of twenty twenty until August of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I didn't get out at all. I did not leave my house. Um, but I agree with you, one hundred percent, because, um. I agree because I, it's not that I wanted people, not at all. I did not want people to feel lonely. Oh, yeah, totally. That's what I was about to say, and that's not what I meant. Yes, well, I probably should have said that in the midst of my being glad that everybody got to experience it. I just, it it honestly felt nice to have people at home all the time for me. Yes. And, like, I got to spend the year with Reagan. And we got really close. and Regan's um, her sister. Yeah, Regan's her <laughs> little sister. And we spent the year together. I mean, almost the whole year together. Mm-hmm. And, like, we... She slept in my room that whole year, like, mm-hmm. on the floor, on a mattress. 
not because her room was like <laughs> messed up or anything she just slept in my room and uh like we got to know each other really well and um like I got to see her personality come through and like see her growing up and you probably wouldn't have never no gotten to do that and I was really grateful for that and like my parents worked at home um for the first couple of months, you know, mm-hmm. while it was really, really bad. I mean, it's still really, really bad, but, like, when everybody was working at home. And I got to, you know, hang out with them, and, like, we're never home. Like, we're always mm-hmm. doing something. So I got to see them for, I mean, we're all at home together, yeah. <laughs> and that, like, never happens. Um, And so I really loved that, and it, I think it was just, like, so awesome for all of us to be at home together. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I'm sick... Like, normally it's just, like, me at home, and then people are just, like, coming in and out, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we're always busy. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know. But, I don't know, I think it was just really nice to just, of all of us to be together. And, like, I don't know. I think, like, um, there was this pressure that I felt lifted because I knew nothing was happening and I knew I wasn't missing out on a social event Mm -hmm. or hanging out with people or Mm -hmm. an opportunity to like go somewhere and do something um because I constantly I don't know about you I constantly feel this pressure like if I feel even a little bit okay like you need to find people to hang out with. Go do something because you never know if you're going to get to do it again. Well, yeah, um, absolutely. And so I think as, when there was, like, a home, like, when our city shut down, mm-hmm. like, completely, I um, I just felt this pressure lifted because I didn't have to keep up. I felt like I could, okay, everybody's, like, still. Like, I think for the first time... I don't know, dare I say ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the whole world was still. And I felt like I could be still as well. Yes, and not be, like, looked down on because you were being mm-hmm. still. Isn't that weird? I mean, that's how I felt. That's how I felt, too. And, like, normally when I'm sick, I feel like I have to be sick and working. Yes! Ugh. And so <laughs> I didn't feel like I had to continue. Like, I was still in school, mm-hmm. like, until it was from... March to May, I was in school, mm-hmm. but like I mean, we were slowing down because right. everybody was trying to figure out how to do Zoom and mm-hmm. like how to live life with COVID and school and work and. Let me interject, okay? Because you just said um, everybody's learning how to live life now. Mm-hmm. This is a life me and you've been living all the time. I know. That and kind I of blows like, my mind. For me, I thought I kicked my water over. I felt like. For me, it wasn't as hard to transition into living or not getting out for six months. Like, it was hard, and I missed my friends a lot. And when I saw them again, yeah, I cried because it was six <laughs> months. And But I wasn't, like, it wasn't like cabin fever. Like it was like yeah this is gonna this is a season in all mm-hmm. of our lives and it's gonna be difficult but like mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the world and I think people were just I think 
think our society, we worship busyness mm-hmm. and we um, are constantly like chasing these big busy lives. And so when everyone was forced to stop, people didn't know what to do. I, I like to, you know how some people like they always have to have music on or the TV on in the background because they can't sit with <laughs> I can't sit in silence. I'll admit to it, too. I hate silence. But, um, like, people don't know how to to sit with themselves and to just, like, exist, you know? I mean, I can do that when I'm, like... I, but I have yeah. to be doing something. Which is totally valid. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, people who are so used to busy mm-hmm. and they don't know how to how to function if they have to be home. Yeah. And I think that that was just so interesting because home is where I always am. Yeah, and I mean, I think for the longest time, especially when I first started, when I was first sick, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to even say that, but I had to always have something to do. I always had to Mm -hmm. have the TV on, and I always had to be doing something. And, like, in the hospital, I had to have the TV on, but now I feel like I can be at home and sit and like not have the tv on and like i can have like i can be on my phone but you can be with yourself you know yeah, how to i do don't have yourself. to have the tv on I'm yeah this new podcast but like it took me a while to be able to do that yeah and i think that's totally valid i recently um because i do yoga every morning to try and help like loosen up my muscles and whatever I mean, I, I hate it. I hate yoga. <laughs> I, I don't like it. And honestly, I haven't done it for a couple of days. But I did it this morning, so yay me. Um, but I started, like, doing my stretching without music mm-hmm. and just in silence. And I hated it. And I still hate it. But I think there's something really good about it, mm-hmm. too. And I don't know if it's, like... Maybe your mind is, like, resetting itself without, you know... Because I'm not thinking. I'm just, like, in the stretch and I'm breathing or whatever. But I don't know. It's like my mind can reset. I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, all that to say, I think it's really, it was really interesting to see how people responded to having to be at home all the time. It was very strange to see the difference between... Um, myself and my family because mm-hmm. I was comfortable with just being, you know, yes. just like being on my phone, reading. I've yes. read so many books, yeah. but that's just like what I do. And then right. my family was all like, <laughs> gotta get this done, I gotta get this done. They like wanted to clean our whole house and I was like, why don't we just sit? Like, yeah. Let's just talk. Let's just like we haven't been together, like, because we're always, I mean, I said that, we're always doing something, Mm -hmm. we always have something to do. I really do think it's a culture thing, though, because we have this glorification of being busy, Mm -hmm. and if you're forced to stop, people are like, what do I do? What (laughs) Yeah, what am I supposed to do? We gotta plan something. And then, like, I got really aggravated with people, like, being bored. (laughs) I was like, there are so many things to do. And I, I think it comes from years of being at home mm-hmm. <laughs> by yourself, mm-hmm. sick in bed. Mm-hmm. But you learn to entertain yourself. <laughs> yeah, there, there are a lot of things you can do at home. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. And I think a lot of it, too, is like 
You have to be content with where you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so <laughs> important. I mean, the world's, I mean, it's not going to, COVID's not going to, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Um, it's just not in your control. Like, you have no exactly. control over it. So you may as well sit down and enjoy it for There's, a minute. You can't stress about things that you have no control over. Yeah. For sure. It's out of your hands, so you just gotta... So you may as well just relax and watch TV. It's gonna be fine. (laughs) Read a few books. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just... Everybody was so panicked, and I was just like, I don't know why y'all are so panicked. I mean, I get the panicked because it's a pandemic. But... True. True. Like, stay inside, wear a mask, get vaccinated. You'll be good. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well... Working from home. Did you work from home? You did school from home. I did school from home. Um, I couldn't work in 2020 just because I'm, I am was a nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did start a small business. Yes, she did. Do you want to tell me? Do I want to elaborate? Do you want to kind of keep going? I just like, <laughs> my brain turned just off. Stop stopping. Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry that my voice sounds like this. We had Order of the Pack last night. And I screamed a lot, and now I sound Pet rallies. Yeah, I sound like a chain smoker. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so tell sorry. us about your small um, business that you made in during COVID. I did. Well, okay, so I got bored, and I know we literally just talked about like <laughs> being. Hey, but you found a are. solution. Yeah, you well, cured your boredom. <laughs> so, I just. I, cause you know everybody was losing their jobs, and mm-hmm. I didn't lose my job, but it was difficult for me as a person who literally could not get, I couldn't go anywhere because mm-hmm. we didn't know. At the beginning, nobody knew what to do. Right. And so, um, my boss was like, "We're not gonna, um, we're not gonna do anything," um, and so I just decided I need to have something to do, and I love to do crafts I say with quotation marks um I try to be crafty she is (laughs) she's very crafty (laughs) so I just got on YouTube and was like looking stuff up well I found clay and um I ordered a bunch of stuff on Amazon and was like okay I'll just do this for fun I guess Mm -hmm. and so I just started making earrings because I like to wear earrings and um I made a, a few, and they looked awful, um, but I, I just learned and really spent the whole six months that I was in quarantine mm-hmm. um, learning and um, researching, and then I made uh, a graphic on Canva, which <laughs> was the worst, um, but... And you have an Etsy. I do have an Etsy. It's Simply Faith by Haley. <laughs> It's everything's in the description. It, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think doing that in the pandemic or mm-hmm. at the beginning was the best for me because I like to keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. I'm good at I'm good at being still. You also need like a goal. To yeah, reach. I needed something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had just finished school and I mean, I had two months of school and then it was like the whole summer. And so, um, yeah, I just did that, and um, I made a bunch of them. 
I sold some. My mom would go to Hobby Lobby and like pick stuff up for me because I couldn't go out. But I mean, it really did keep me busy. And mm -hmm. I mean, I researched a lot and like learned what to do. And I just love that you were like, hey, I can make this. And then you did. And then you were like, I'm going to sell this. And you <laughs> did. And you're making money from it. Like, yeah. just that's so cool. And I don't want to be like, it's so easy to do. But once you start, yeah, it is kind it really of easy, easy to, do. to do. And then, you know, if you, you can learn, have that little bit of extra income. Yeah. If you learn that you love something or you you know that you love something, you do it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to sell it, but just, like, find something that you love. I mean, in my mind, whatever you do, <laughs> you can make money from it. <laughs> but, like... I don't know. Like, just make sure you enjoy it and yeah. it's fun and then, you just, know. Just do it. And, yeah. like, my mom and I were just trying to find things, you know, to keep me busy. Mm -hmm. And I just think that Something was the Something other best than thing. reading. <laughs> yeah, other than reading, yeah. I don't know how many books I read during things. So would you say that, like, your jewelry business, do you think that was, like, your biggest accomplishment? Oh, absolutely. Biggish? What biggest that accomplishment? <laughs> I transferred to a new college during the pandemic, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm. Those two things I'm very thankful for, because if that didn't happen, I don't think I would have done either of those things. Mm -hmm. Do you think you would have dropped out of college? No. Okay, so you would have stayed. At I think I would have stayed at ASU. Okay. I really don't know, and I know I wouldn't have started my business. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, I'm a mixed media artist, <laughs> so along with taking classes during quarantine, I also painted a lot, and one of my art classes, um, it kind of worked out really well. The goal in this class was to paint 100 small paintings by the end of the year, and I finished that up in quarantine, because, um, you know, what else are you going to do? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was probably my biggest accomplishment, and then also... Can we just have a moment to cry about how we met? Yes, we can. During COVID. <laughs> um, I don't... Do you even remember, like, what time of year? It was winter. I think it, it was, was... before Christmas. Yeah, I think, I think it was... In... It was after Halloween before Christmas. Is that fair? No? Yes. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I know... I know it was before Christmas. It was before Christmas. Because I was and so you were in Shelby's group. Yeah. I was so afraid that, like, after Christmas, we would lose touch because Christmas break is so long. Mm -hmm. Or at least it feels so mm -hmm. long. But I just think that's wild that we met almost because of COVID. Because at that point, I was... My health was actually improving during 2020, which I almost feel bad because, like, 2020 for me was kind of great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so... But my health was kind of getting pretty good, and so I started, like, venturing out to, like, restaurants and coffee shops and study groups and stuff like that, and then that's how we met. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have ventured out if I hadn't have been able to take the time to not do anything in 20, at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Again, I think it's that pressure was lifted for me, and so I felt like I could catch my breath and then do what I wanted to do instead yeah. of making sure I do all the things and see people while I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I remember we were at the BCM, and uh, 
you had just finished with Shelby's group. Mm-hmm. I think I went to a Bible study. Yeah, y'all were in the the worship center in the museum. Mm-hmm. And I literally, this is so funny because I wasn't even supposed to be there that night. I didn't know that. No, there was no reason for me to be there. Like, I just showed up because I wanted to be there, and I was like, I'll do homework. And See, then, I went because I was lonely and wanted friends. <laughs> there was literally no reason for me to be there, and so I just wow. showed up, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. And so I went, and uh, I was just going to hang out and do homework, and then I literally did... I just hung out, and mm-hmm. uh, Shelby came in, and she was like, yeah, Ariana is... Uh, Which is not my name, yeah, but Shelby knows that now. Hey, shout out Shelby, I love you. (laughs) She was like, uh, this girl named Ariana is coming, and then you went, hi, my name is Aerie, and I was like, we're going to be friends. (laughs) I, at that point, I was like, I was kind of like, I just have to show up and like be loud so people can hear me and see Mm -hmm. me and I can make friends, but I remember, um... I didn't say anything about my chronic illness. Mm-hmm. And you said, hey, I'm Haley. I have a disability. Mm-hmm. And I went, what? And I think I was really loud. <laughs> I was probably very loud because um, I get loud when I'm excited. But I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. And then I sat down, and you told me about your disability. And I told you about mine. And then we kind of trauma bonded. We trauma dumped on each other. We did. It was like an emotional Mm -hmm. out of the body experience Mm -hmm. because she was like, I have depression and anxiety. And I was like, my doctors were so mean. She was like, mine were too. And like, we just vomited all of our, all of our crap on each other. (laughs) And then the other accepted it. (laughs) And then we were like, I'm going to go tell my mom about you. (laughs) And then I did. I called my mom on the way home. I said, Mom, I met this girl. Her name is Haley, and she has MS. <laughs> my mom was like, oh, my gosh. And my mom still refers to you as MS Haley. Because <laughs> I know several Haley's. And she's like, okay, Haley who? And I was like, Haley with MS. And she's like, okay, MS Haley. <laughs> and she still calls you MS Haley. <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> I remember uh, I called my mom, too, and I was like, Mom... I just met a friend, and she has an autoimmune disease, and I was like, I think that we're going to be lifelong friends. Yes. Do you remember? You were like, can we be best friends? You were like so quiet. You were like, let's be best friends. And I said, okay. <laughs> I was like, yes. Aw. I'm going to cry thinking about it if I think about it too hard. <laughs> okay, what's wild to me is that we were on the opposite side of town. Yes. And the literally. only reason I went there was because I went for a Bible study, and I was like, I think I was sick. I'm pretty sure I was sick that night, and I just pushed through it because I wanted to meet people. Little did I know I would meet my best friend for life. (laughs) And I wasn't even supposed to be there. That's so wild. Tears of joy. Um, Well, is there anything else you want to touch on? 2020? Ugh, what an exhausting year. Yeah. It was just, the whole thing was just what about, a lot. Um, I don't know if this should be a different episode, but... Um, eh, Speak your mind. BLM. Ah, uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Um, so, 
I am biracial and I posted on my Instagram. Here's the thing, like, yes, I support black lives, obviously, and I think this was a really important time to magnify black lives. Um, doesn't mean that other lives don't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just at that moment we were giving a spotlight to black people and I appreciated that, but I was also really torn because being biracial, it's like, I, I, I think I wrote a letter even like in this Instagram post and I said, you know, to my white family, um, please give the respect and the um, space and the voice to my black family and to my black family, stop burning buildings because you're making it worse. That's mm-hmm. not, we need to protest in a healthy way, in a safe way, um, and know that like both sides are equally loved. But I felt so like conflicted mm-hmm. just the whole time because being both, I, I see both sides of it. I really do. My mom's white, my dad's black, and um, I think I think emotions like really did come to a head as far as, you know, we're in the South, and there still is a lot of um, racial tension that just mm-hmm. kind of goes, um, that's just not spoken about, I think. Um, a lot of... Uh, I, I want to be careful with what I say. Just a lot of, like, small um, social things that just aren't spoken of. Um, for example, like, you're in Walmart, you see a black guy on this aisle. Are you going to go down that aisle or are you going to go over to the next aisle? I'll be the first to admit that I'm going to go to the next aisle. And it's not because he's black or whatever, but it is because I think in my life, I've been shown that black men are more violent. And it's like a subconscious thing, you know? As a white person, what do you think about BLM? I support Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I am a white woman, but I... 100% support you and I support all of my black friends and I think that we should I have said this multiple times in this podcast but we need to love our family and you are my family and Mm. um, there's nothing in this world that I would not do for you and so I will absolutely support you in any way um can I ask you from your perspective white lives matter and a lot of people are upset because the spotlight is on black people right now um and I think that's valid there are a lot of cultures that aren't represented um and go unnoticed and Obviously, we need to, as a society and as people, educate ourselves and all of that stuff. But what do you think about, like, the white people protesting that white lives matter? I think it's stupid. (laughs) And I'm sorry if you get upset with me, but I really do think it's stupid. 
um, because love you guys, but we've had enough of the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, too much. So we need to love our neighbors, and um, we need to support people who have had too much injustice. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not to just say that. because you are not. Um, Saying black lives matter is not saying that your life does not matter as a white person. Hmm. It's just they're giving just, them the spotlight for a minute. I feel like. It, they're just saying black lives matter. Your li- Black lives do matter. They're not saying white lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. And people have taken that out of context. What's the analogy that Shelby says about the house? Um, like, if my house is burning, oh, yeah. we're going to give all the water to this house. Somebody else is like, well, what about my house? Your house, like, is, your house is in on fire. And it doesn't mean that your house isn't important. Mm-hmm. If it catches fire, then we will help you. Yeah. But yours isn't on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I think that's really a perfect analogy of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel torn but I think it's a constant feeling. And I talked to my sister, who, again, is biracial. We have the same parents. Um, but she looks whiter than I do. And one thing that I struggle with, um, and I thought it, I thought BLM, I honestly thought BLM would fix this. Um, on my driver's license, there's no, biracial isn't an option. You have white, black, um, Native American, Pacific Islander, I may be forgetting one other, but biracial isn't on there. So I always have to choose, do I want to be white or do I want to be black? And the majority of the world is biracial at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes me really upset. And I thought that BLM would fix things like that. Um, and I'm still sitting over here having to choose if I want to be black or white. And that is something, I mean, like I said, I thought BLM would fix that and it didn't, so I guess I need to write some letters, <laughs> but <laughs> letters to the governor, but that's, that's something that, just small things like that, I don't know, it, uh, I think it just all came to a head, and then I think white people feel left out, <laughs> but, and I think you can correct me because I'm not fully white. I'm half and half. <laughs> but I think white people felt left out. And I think that protesting against masks was a way that they could put, they could get attention. What do you think about that? I think that they should not feel left out because if we're going to protest, we need to stand together with our, um, with our family and if you disagree I don't care it's fine um <laughs> go about your day um, um but do you know what because I mean because if we're gonna stand with someone we need to stand together um because there's so much division in the world right now mm-hmm. um do you think I that don't know if people protested hello protested masks because they needed you know, I I've never I've never thought about that. 
um, I think people are always looking for something to be mad about. Oh, and absolutely. And it just kind of occurred to me, like, maybe that was kind of, like, for the people who didn't well, feel heard or seen during BLM, maybe this is a way that they're... Yeah. I feel like... I don't know if it's... I don't know. I, I mean, it goes know. so much deeper than just, you know, BLM, do you support, do you not support, yeah. wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It's it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. There are scars, there are wounds that we can't see. Yeah. So... I feel like that's all I can say because I don't know the history well enough. And that's on me. I don't know the history well enough. I don't know the specific situation of each um, thing that happened. I mean, I just don't feel like I'm educated enough to speak more. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's it. (laughs) I just... I was felt very torn and I wish that I could put my real race on my driver's license yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think I would still have to lie about that so that's my two cents <laughs> was there anything else you want to say about all of it ooh I ha- okay let me ask okay um how do you think the world like will the world recover like what will it be like from now on like what do you think moving forward like what is it going to be like for disabled people from now on because I kind of feel like the world has experienced just a little bit of what our everyday lives are like Mm -hmm. and so I kind of feel like there's a little bit more grace for when someone says I don't feel good Mm -hmm. or when someone says I'm really sick Mm -hmm. I think people are more like accepting and there's more grace for that now what do you think I think especially um I don't know why I said that um I think that the world has changed for I wouldn't say for good but there are good things that has come out of 2020 Mm -hmm. like um being able to pick up your groceries Yes. Not going inside. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, DoorDash and, mm-hmm. um, you know, people shopping for you and taking it to your house. And These are thing that, things that disabled so people have important. needed for a long time. And I was talking to my mom about this the other day, and I was like, I hope they keep these implemented. And mm-hmm. because, like, when we live alone, or not live alone, but, like, when we move out and, like, we're living life and, like, you know, flare days, like, those are going to be so important, especially mm-hmm. people who live alone now. Like, those are so important. Or even older people exactly. who just have a hard time carrying groceries. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that I think a lot of people who are healthy, like, don't think about because they, they don't need the yeah. help. But these things are so important mm-hmm. for people who don't have access or just need extra help or don't have the energy to walk into target and get their toothpaste (laughs) (laughs) toothpaste is important that's all we want (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i think that those are some good things that came out of 2020 even even though it was kind of difficult and they were new Mm -hmm. i think i hope they stay you know yeah but yeah (laughs) cool 
Well, I think the best thing that came out of 2020 was... Our friendship. <laughs> I agree. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What was your favorite thing that happened this week? This week? Well, not to not to spoil things, but um, on the business front of Ariana Graphic Designs, link in the bio, um, my business is getting a lot of business, and... Um, on the disabled side, I have tried some new medication, crossing our fingers, hoping that will help. But the best thing I think was, well, it's either between the medicine, because I've been waiting a long time to mm-hmm. try this new medication, or the new jobs I'm getting. Yeah. Because they're both equally, like, a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, those two. I love that. What about you? Oh, gosh. Um, I tried out a new church on... Wednesday and I loved it dearly. We're so excited. <laughs> it was so good. Um and that was really good. And then my pain has gone down. Yes. A lot since last week cuz we weren't able to record. Um uh, flares happen, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kidney stones happen, people. Yep. Oh. Um but that was really good. Being able to like get out and see people and like mm-hmm. people are home for college or home. I say well, home. Well, second home. Um, yeah, my they're home. Back, they're back in town. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> um, uh, Jonesboro is not boring anymore. Yeah, our our people are here, and things are getting better, and we are no longer. Can I can I say we're no longer in a flare? Because we both kind of flared last week. I are you still kind of? I will say I'm not flaring, and then I'll knock on wood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have one more, so yeah. we'll hope it just doesn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm done. Okay. Are you done? I'm fine. I love you. Bye. (laughs) Okay, love you. Bye.